It's love advice with my mom. We're here to help with what's gone wrong. Before your love life falls apart, it's intergenerational and kind of motivational. It's love advice with my mom. We're here to help with what's going on. A little creepy, but also nice. It's love advice, motherly love. Hello, everyone. I am Jensen Karp. I am comedian, podcaster, and author. You may know me from one of those things, but what you don't know is how close to my mother I am. This is a podcast called Motherly Love, where we give you advice on love. It's that simple, that easy. I've invited my mother to do all of the advice giving because that's mostly what she's done in my life for a very long time. Uh, Mom, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is your first time in studio doing a podcast uh, here at my house. Yes. Uh, you have already told me that you're interested in having a sign-off. Yes. Well, you, I did not want to talk to you about it because I found it strange <laughs> that you believe to be Scott Ackerman or maybe Mark <laughs> Marin that you think you need something to sign off the show. So what we'll do is we'll have advice uh, for people today, and then at the end, you we can work together on your sign-off, or we can come up with a catchphrase, whatever it is we okay. can do. All right. So I'm you, have, good. you have the whole show to think about it. Okay, that's fine. Well, okay. I'll be thinking of other things. I'm not going to just think about no, that. No, but I mean, you have enough time. Yeah, okay. Uh, so if this is this is technically the first episode, we did a small intro so that everything could be set up over at iTunes. Uh, but what, what we do is we get uh, questions and uh, sort of your needs for relationship advice. You can email it to us at motherlylovepodcast at gmail.com. And we have two for our first episode, which we're very excited about. But the show runs on your questions and your need uh, for my mother to tell you what to do with your life. So please do email us. That's what we need to do. Uh, We want to thank Clark Orr, who's an artist who did our incredible logo. That is a photo, uh, Mom. You can explain to people. The image that they see attached to the podcast is of me as a baby being held by you in sort of a nightgown. What what is no, what are they? No, I was not in a nightgown. What, what are they looking that at? That was a sweater, and in those days oh, we had a, leggings and big sweaters that went below your back to your thighs. It's a very like sexy sweater. Well, it wasn't a nightgown. You think I'd be having a picture with my son in a <laughs> nightgown? Mother, oh my god, weird relationship. No, what am, what am I wearing in it? You are wearing a little knit. Uh, sailor outfit with a hat. You always wore hats. I loved you. Well, you again, never touched them. You're burying the lead about. I don't think the hats what people are focused on. <laughs> I think it's that you had me in a sailor outfit. Well, I didn't. I wasn't a seaman. I didn't. I, I didn't know no, how to ride a boat. No, but your grandfather was in the navy. So oh, there you so, go. So you made me a serviceman because my grandfather was in the navy. No, I thought that was a cute outfit. I, but that's not all, my only. But that wasn't my only serviceman suit. You no, also had no. a, another one for well, me. Well, there was a real sailor one that your dad bought wholesale for two hundred dollars, <laughs> and he used to tell me, "Wow, it's okay that you spend all this money." But he came home with a two hundred dollar wholesale, which means it was four hundred dollars. Yeah, and. It but was it, all handmade. But it, it looked gorgeous. like I was I looked like I was walking the streets of New York during Fleet Week. Like I was wearing yeah. a full sailor suit. When you but were two no, years old. Yeah. I know, but did no one think that was weird that I was in full uniform? No, everybody in the garment industry, because your dad was in that business yeah. for so long, they loved seeing what you wore. Yeah. And let me just tell you, that was before your first haircut. You were 18 months old. You yeah, didn't have, have a haircut. I have a full bowl cut in the photo. No. Like no. a pr- pretty serious bob. No, it was, it was, it, like no, it was just getting into that bob. Oh, okay. But yeah. I do eventually end up with a full You had bowl the hair cut. I prayed for, yes. <laughs> you prayed for hair? I did pray for a little boy who had hair that I could make it into a bowl cut. And you well, had maybe perfect. that's why I'm so hairy. That could be. I, I prayed for too much <laughs> too hair. Too much hair. <laughs> too much prayer. Too much hair, too much yeah, prayer. Yeah, yeah, it could All be. right. Well, uh, again, it's our first real episode, so I think... 
maybe just going over real quick again that uh, both of us um, have been, I, I wouldn't say that either of us have, we've both been in a lot of relationships. What? Yeah. I feel like you've been married <laughs> twice, my father and someone before that, and now you're engaged again. I've been in, I have not been successful with the relationships. I, maybe I've gotten that from you. Maybe it was a hand-me-down. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good thing. This is a nice DNA no, may- wake up call for me. But maybe. Maybe that's what you handed down. No, I think what I handed Dad down. Dad was to also you, married twice. I was his second, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, no, I think what I gave you was the confusion. <laughs> no, Where is this going? Was to test the waters. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I told you once, that's what dating is about, is right. to finding that woman that you want. Yeah. And you, you, you can have a little craziness once in a while sure. with these, but you end up finding out, well, I didn't like that about her, but I like that about her. Right. And you put them all together, and one day you're going to find... Frankenstein, almost. Whoever. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. the end, Frankenstein. What was that? The, the daughter of... Uh, what was that? The daughter of... Bride of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein. Right. Well, you'd have the, the daughter opposite. of Frankenstein. You'd she have was totally the... normal. <laughs> she, she actually worked retail at the Beverly Center. The daughter <laughs> of Frankenstein. She, one of those weird stores that have the bejeweled shirts. Yes, but you would put all those pieces together and yeah. one day you'll have the perfect woman. Yeah, That's I get it. that. And right. I had to take my time too. Yeah, and you got, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But still, I would say for two people that are now having an advice podcast, <laughs> it's slightly terrifying are, are, but but much like stylists, so every stylist I've ever met dresses like a goofball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah, they have a little, they're eccentric. Yeah. yeah, and like I feel like maybe you have to be not, like you have to be a weird dresser in order to dress others. Does that make sense? Yes. Like you have to be, maybe, maybe being good at giving a relationship advice has nothing to do with your own. Well, because if you stayed with one person your entire life. Right, you're a creep. Could you imagine? Yeah, you're a creep. No, no, you would have nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. Nothing. Right. This so way when are you, you ha- saying, hold on, hold on, <laughs> steps back. Yeah. Are you saying to be in many relationships because then it'll always be new? No, no, no. To have the experiences of the journeys for us now oh. to give advice. Okay. I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. we're not going there anymore. Yeah, I get Come it. Come on, let's stop this. Like craziness. Magic Johnson played for the Lakers his whole life and asking him how he moved from team to team would be a weird question to ask Exactly. Him. He also got AIDS, but I don't know how that's relevant to this story. <laughs> no, it's not relevant okay. at all. Let's okay. not even go there. No, no. Um, well, yeah. And, and again, I, that was our theme song, Jordan Katz, thanks to him. And people who are listening, we're going to post this up on The Bachelor feed because my mother, we used to call her every episode uh, to talk about the TV show The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. So this is sort of a spinoff uh, podcast series. So we'll put this one up on Bachelor and then every episode from this point on will be over at our own feed, which you can get to at motherlylovepodcast.com. That's where you get to it on SoundCloud. And then you can subscribe to it on iTunes. If you rate and review it, my mom and I become closer friends. Uh, all right. Thinking about your catchphrase? Well, no, I have no. one thing to say though about, oh, you that, do. about that Bachelor. Okay. Oh, yeah. I could have given them a whole lot of advice. Okay. That was real bad. Yeah. That was real bad. But we knew who she was going to pick. We went over this. No, we I knew mean over the over, over the, the run. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do you believe in how JoJo and uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother, do you believe how it was sort of love at first sight? Like everyone saw it and said, mm-hmm. oh, that's who she's going to pick. And then she did. It was uh, the most anticlimactic bachelor ever. Do you do you believe in that as an idea in general? I do. There's a, the, When you meet someone, there's some chemistry that's there. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes it steers you wrong because right, that right. chemistry changes, and somebody, it doesn't mean it's maintained. Is that what you're saying? It could be very quick. Well, it could be a, a, a front, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, somebody pretends they're someone else. I've met someone like that. Really? 
Yeah. That's what the movie The Lobster is about. You didn't see The Lobster, right? No. The Lobster has a lot of points about relationships, but one of them is that sometimes people adapt to be with other people and you can't hold that facade long. It breaks down. Oh, that is so true. Isn't it? That's very true. Isn't it, Mom? It's very true. (laughs) The Lobster. Uh, I could have written it then, I guess. Or or help the Bachelor people. Mm -hmm. Do you... uh, But but you think the idea of of love at first sight is possible? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. There's love at first sight. There's lust at first sight. There's a lot of different at firsts. All right. The other question I was going to ask you, me and you have had a lot of discussion about marriage because I am not sure that it is something that I subscribe to as a as a franchise right uh, much like uh star wars i'm still a little confused on that franchise do you think that knowing it's like 60 percent of failure like i i the analogy of saying if i told you that a bus was going to take you to your destination uh 40 percent of the time but then a place you don't want to go 60 percent of the time you wouldn't get on that bus no no <laughs> like no. why do you but you do defend marriage to me a bunch when i start to sort of tell you i don't know if i believe in it i think the paper doesn't mean anything. I think what I what I kind of want you to believe hmm. about a marriage is the commitment. Right. So the commitment that you have doesn't have to be have the paper with it. But yes, it's nice to have a commitment to a woman or a woman to a man. Yeah. That well, is I'm nice. Not saying, I'm not saying I just want to go have sex with everything while I'm committed to someone. I don't think that's what I'm saying or anyone is saying. I think I heard something here. Hold <laughs> no, on a minute. I, I'm saying, I heard something about sex. What I'm saying is, is I think that it's, it's a weird tradition more than anything. I think that it's a strange, it's not really dated to 2016 to be like, we're committed, we live in a house, we have gender roles. Like, it's a little weird. Well, you, you can take me to a whole different level here because I think what's happened to marriage, to tell you the truth, in the 70s and 80s, it became one in three ended in divorce. All of a sudden, it's 50% or 60%. Ha- yeah, it's okay. half, yeah. yeah. I think what has happened is, the generation that is getting married, they're looking at marriage totally different. It's it's not how? easy. Well, how do you say it's it not different? easy? No, it's not easy. Oh, you think people? Okay, so you're saying you think people look at marriage nowadays and it's like a happily ever after and it's supposed to be perfect and blah 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 blah. Well, eighty percent, and I think I told you when you were in high school or college that when you meet someone. They're not going to be 100% of what you want. No. It'll never happen. Yeah. You came from different backgrounds, from different everythings. But you have to have like 75% that you like. And the other 25%, you don't want to change. Like, give me some examples of things in those 25% in your past you just haven't liked. Like from someone. Um, <laughs> well, being controlling. Well, that seems that seems more important than the other seventy five percent. No, but it didn't show up that way. Oh, okay. At the beginning, this was part of the lobster thing. Right, right, okay, right. Okay, they right. pretend there's someone else, and all of a sudden it changes. Right. But okay, let's just use for example. <laughs> By you, the way, you, I thought you were going to say snoring. Well, snoring <laughs> is bad. Well, really bad. Not as bad as controlling. Let's <laughs> like, just change a well, few letters. Yeah, around. on the scale of things, I think no. I I think I'd rather live with snoring than than controlling. No, I agree. Well, you can sleep in different bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, I, feel I like mean, you could when when the night is over, you can just go to your own room. But right. with with controlling, you can't do no. that. Well, I mean, you could. You're stuck. You could. I don't know if it helps. No. Uh, well, that kind of leads us to our first question. 
Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Our first one ever. This is from Roz, R-O-Z. She writes in, I'm separated from my husband of 20 years, and I've been wondering lately how a person knows when they are ready to get back into the dating scene. I'm involved in the local music scene, and I'm around many people often, so I don't really feel like the whole online dating thing is necessary, or at least not yet anyway. However, I am just so used to not being on the lookout for people who are flirting with me that I don't even know what flirting is anymore. Your best advice on how to get back in the game is much appreciated. Help me, Haroldine. You are my only hope. So this is something you have quite a bit of uh, experience with. So you were with uh, my father for 25 years, right? 29. 29. Well, yeah, married 25 years. And then uh, you were in a relationship recently for nine years, and then you went back in the market. So you are are a a, a second and third chance veteran. Uh, What do you say to Roz about getting back in the game? Well, Roz, one thing that I had on my side... You saying her name back is a little too professional. Well, I don't know what to tell you, except (laughs) that I don't know where your history is. I came out of the womb with a boyfriend. Yes. Okay. I did learn this recently. Yes. Yeah. So you you were single for... uh, Honestly, I think you were single for maybe... Three years, your entire life. Three minutes. No, for reals though. No, no hyperbole. Maybe three years. May, I mean, it can't be more than that. Well, really. this last time, yes. Yeah, two uh, years. Uh, two this years. Last time. Yeah. But then altogether, entire life, possibly a couple. Two years yeah. and six months, I think. Yeah, that's it, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Since you were like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, I was born with a boyfriend. I yeah, told you pretty that. much. Yeah. And, and it's not. It's not good. And I had to. I don't know how yours worked out. We don't know. Out. Yeah, we don't know her, her sort right. of breaks, but 20 years is a long time. It's a very long time. And what you have to figure out with you is there, you're not going to know really. And to flirt, it wasn't me either. So, But you did go online dating. I did online dating. And let me tell you something. I dated and dumped like eight guys, okay? Because it was just a whole mess. It was just a whole mess. You would go, so your dates, because you are in your uh, early 60s, mm-hmm. and that's when you were single and you were going out. And I remember you would go to like P.F. Chang's or mm-hmm, something. You would mm-hmm. go get a drink. And then I would talk to you after and you would say, uh, he's nice, but I don't know. It was always like only once or twice did you run into real like dirt bags. Yeah, they, were, they weren't just, they, I saw flags. So I don't know what your relationship of 20 years, why you left. But the whole thing that I looked for. And they're just separated. For, yeah, you're yeah. just separated. So I looked for flags. I looked for things wrong. And I found something wrong with everybody except <laughs> my current fiance who I kept looking and saying there's nothing wrong with him I've got to find something wrong give me some flags of P.F. Chang's dates okay one guy told me that he missed oh this is really bad (laughs) he missed waking up uh, with a woman in the morning and he missed going to bed with a woman at night nothing sounds like a flag in that that's that's very that's very no he has a problem with why is that a problem Hold on. He said he likes going to bed with a woman and waking he up. He misses with a woman. it. Yeah, because people love companionship. But, Jesus Christ. No, see, I took it how I took it. I took it as a codependent. I don't think that's codependent. If he said, I woke up, I don't care who the woman is. And then he turns to me and said, Do you want to get married again? This was well, our first date. That might, well, I don't know. Do you want to get married again? I said, Never. Right. And this is done. This is this date is <laughs> done. Because No. And then another By one, the way, what a harsh critic you are. Well, another one was sitting there telling me, um, "This is really, this is, re- this is really bad." Okay. Told me to stand up and turn around so he can look at my body. In a date? On a date. What did you say? I said, "Who are you?" <laughs> I'm not standing up to. Per- did you go out on a date with Jeremy Piven? <laughs> who, who is this uh, person? Just like it, this guy. He lied about his age. So he was younger. No, he was. Yeah, he, he was older. He was older than he said. Than he said he was. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he had a chilled champagne in a. 
in a, on the floor there next to him. He had wine. He had, I mean, he, he really had it all together and ordered, knew the owner and ordered everything for us. But, but then said, at what point did he say stand up and turn around? Halfway through. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seems very dark. Oh, no, he is. Did it keep going? Did the day keep going? Well, afterwards, um, I told him that, uh, you know, I don't I, I don't kiss on the first date. I mean, I had all these rules, and I thought this would, you know, really, like, put him off to, uh, to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to leave. So he walked me to my car, and he went to kiss me. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's on brand for a man who has to see your backside during a date. <laughs> I think it would be weirder if he didn't try to kiss you. And I said, what do you not understand? I said, you know what? I'll give you back the money. For the date? For my, my meal? Yeah. I said, really, because if you expected this, I, I'm so sorry. I wanted to go for coffee. You insisted I, on a nice I can't, dinner. For the record, as a son, I can't think of a thing I'd rather have not been at. <laughs> like this sound, like if I could have been a, you know how people are like, oh, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. There's, I, I had never wished I wasn't a fly on the wall more than this. Imagine being a son and watching a man go, Please stand up. Let me see your rear. Oh in my the God, it was disgusting. And then he says to me when I'm leaving, I guess you're not going to go to that fundraiser with me next Saturday. I said, no, I won't so be seeing crazy. you again. Right. And that was a one date. That was one date. Right. And then another one I had. Um, By the way, in the scale of the man who wants to sleep next to a companion versus the man who has to see your backside while eating, I do I do think the man who likes companionship is a lower on the totem pole, but sure. Mm, well, yeah. I mean, no, no. I, I agree with you, but they were like... But you don't like sleeping next to somebody? You don't appreciate yes, it? Yes, but I don't sit there and tell somebody that on the first date. Yeah, that might be. Okay. I'll you know what? You I really miss you. going to sleep with a man and waking up with a man. <laughs> that is weird. That sounds really sick. The way you put it's gross. Yes. but I But listen to how I said it. Ready? You know, I go on these dates because I'm not sure I want to be with someone, but I do know I appreciate, you know, waking up with someone. That's different. Okay. The way I said it. The way you said it was very nice. How about this? You ready? I don't don't know. I just like waking up next to somebody. (laughs) That sounds terrible, (laughs) right? That's gross. That's a murderer. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a. All right. Well, what do we say to Roz? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Well, I think that you have to really, depending on how long you've been separated, because I don't know the time frame here, but. You know, you have, you don't want to go online, that's fine. You have people around you. She does because of her, her music uh, yeah. connections. So watch them. If you see, <laughs> not, and not weirdly either. Well, the, way, the way you said it. I was still stuck on like my date. You yeah. in the corner just yeah. like eating uh, like a ribette, like a weird, <laughs> like a rib, yeah. like just a dirt, you know, food yeah. all around your mouth and just staring at people going, yeah. I wonder if they're good material <laughs> and then eating the rib and then going back and then, and then seeing, turn around, turn yeah. around, let me see your backside. <laughs> no. Just saying that to people from afar. No, well, if someone comes up and asks you how you're doing, I mean, go on with the conversation. He may take it somewhere else. Don't just shut yourself out. It sounds like you're probably holding yourself back. Well, because because there's uh, there's standards. What did you say? There's a fear factor, yeah, too. Yeah, but there's also uh, supposed, quote unquote, standards as to how long to wait, as to, you know, there's, there's, there's sort of like, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? I, I think that's, she's just trying to figure out what, are the waters safe? No, you have to watch the person that you're considering yeah. and interested in because you've been with one person for 20 years. And it is scary. I'm not going to lie to you. It is very scary. Mm-hmm. But um, there, like I just said the other day when we had the intro, there are no rules. You have to feel yourself and be comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. and know that you're, number one, a good person. Yeah. You're a very good person. You're with a man well, for 20 we years. we barely know Roz, but we would assume she's a good person. Well, you're with someone for 20 years. So obviously yeah. you have that foundation and, and, and you're not crazy. No. So 
I think that you should leave yourself open and um, just watch if someone should come up and say you want to have coffee. If you, if you don't like them, don't go. Did that ever happen to you? Did you were you did you ever go on a date because someone walked up to you and said, "Do you want to have coffee?" No, because <laughs> because you but, said it. No, and it sounded because great. I haven't been in a group like she has. Oh right, she's in a group where she knows these people. Right, right, right. So these people you're saying found out she's single and now we're going to approach exactly. Her. If you're just on the street and some guy, no, this is a scary world. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, because I was that another thing I wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall with if you were just at coffee and some man came up to you and said, "Let's have let's let's hang out later." No, no, okay. that happened at the market. Uh, when? Know, yeah, at, a, at the market. When? Oh, a few, few, maybe a couple months ago. Wait, because I asked you if anyone's ever come up and asked you out, and then you said no. But so what happened in the market? Well, it wasn't really out. Well, the he market, just asked. Is the market in your house? <laughs> <laughs> have I, no, have I not ask, been to your place? He didn't ask me out. He said, is that ring an engagement ring? Oh. And I said, I would think so. It's on that What did he look like? He was not bad looking, but he said, did you he know, look I like just, Ray Wise? No. We no. figured out that my mom, if you listen to the Bachelor podcast, as we introed this show, we realized that my mother uh, at one point texted me a picture of Ray Wise, actor, <laughs> known as Leyland Palmer, Laura Palmer's father. If you've seen Twin Peaks, I'm not exactly sure that you would find him as attractive as my mom did. She has not seen Twin Peaks, so she does not know why he might be a creepy human. Uh, but that was her type. And, and coincidentally, your fiance in, in the wheelhouse of Ray Wise. Yeah, I have yeah. a type, I guess. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. But um, did, anyway. He didn't look good, market guy. No, but I said, I, 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 he just said, I wanted to tell you that I, I think you, you just look wonderful. And this was just in, in the veggies. This was just hanging out. This was in the dressings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, thank really you. Really painting a picture, yeah. yeah. Uh, I said, thank you. And I just like walked away going, oh my God. But that's uh, got to feel nice. It does feel nice, but I, you know, when you see a ring, I mean, I couldn't, I didn't, he wasn't bad. That wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. It so could have been. are you telling people who are listening, who are looking for advice on how to get dates, it's not a terrible thing to walk up to someone. It's just do it in sort of a different way. Well, I would never walk up to a guy and say, you know, you look awfully nice. I, I mean, I can't see myself <laughs> You'd, you'd doing stare that. from afar and just I'd, eat chicken. I'd hide behind the lettuce or something <laughs> and watch I'd it. be like, hey, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Look at I'd, you, pretty uh, mouth. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's right. a different world. But no, I think she's in a safe place where she is with her music. And just leave yourself open. And there is no time that's right. You just pick it. You feel okay. comfortable with yourself, and there but is no rules. But you're saying she should be on the lookout for someone who's interested or that she's interested in, and then do a little bit of your own observations because maybe you're saying because of the 20 years, maybe keep it a little relaxed at first, feel them out, and then maybe consider if it dating. If, if he smiles at you, smile back. Okay. You know, just leave yourself open. Don't shut down because I've seen women who just shut. I, I was. I didn't date for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I was by the not. way, which is uh, maybe, what was that? That would be 20... <laughs> about 20 times longer than you've ever waited to date someone. Yes, and yeah. I made sure that I was healthy and I made sure that I knew what I was doing and I if I didn't date anymore and I didn't feel like it then I, so be it. Yeah. But I did miss romance, dating, sleeping next to yeah. somebody waking up with them. <laughs> and, no, I don't that, do that. This that is really my come, son on the other end here. That really came 180, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, I did I did like dating and I mean I did like to go out to dinner and I'm not one to date a bunch of guys. I never have been. Right. That's why I came out of the womb with a boyfriend. Right. So I wish you luck, and I think you'll be fine. You have a very safe 
community there that you're working with in the music. Uh, yeah, and and if she doesn't feel comfortable online, stay off. It's what you're saying. Don't don't do it. It it is it is you know what it, it's yeah, a lot I, of deletes. I do remember you would say deviance, deletes I, and oh, deviance, deviance yes. also. But I do remember you sending me some crazy things from younger dudes online. No, these guys were one, oh my god, they were 25 years old, 30 years old. <laughs> they were like with these buff uh, six packs, and right. I mean, I was like, what the heck. And one of them said, I saw your picture and I can just see us. This is, this is bad. <laughs> I can just see us having dinner, this romantic dinner, staring into your eyes <laughs> and getting into each other's soul. Now, let me tell you something. That uh, On a first email, if anyone answers that, you're insane. Yeah, yeah. Who does that, that? That is scary. And I feel like that's a form email. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they copy and paste it. And then look for bites. I got a lot of the forms. So yeah. this I say to you, Roz, you're gonna, if you go online, you're going to delete, 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 delete. You'll meet a couple nice ones. If you do decide to see someone at your music, just leave yourself open. It's fun. It's yeah. fun to, to it's feel interviews. good about yourself. Job exactly. interviews, right? Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. I job like that. Interviews. Wow, did I raise you well. Well, I mean, we're both job interviews. We're both tire fires when it comes to relationships. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, all right, so, uh, Roz, we hope that helps you. Um, I think our overall thing is that you sound like you're kind of healthy, sound like you know what you're doing, and using your community to find dates is probably safer right now than going online or trying to talk to strangers. And then maybe in some time, if the separation turns to a divorce or even if the separation goes on a little longer, she might feel a little more uh, comfortable with doing yeah. the traditional settings. And that stranger danger happens to adults as well. <laughs> right. Do you remember, as a kid, we had a plan, you know, like if someone were to pick me up, uh, they had to have a secret word. If uh, I couldn't be there to pick you up from school. Right. Yes. So, the, so that would be the only time I would leave with a stranger. Exactly. And you, our, our code word was Maki. Oh, my God, you're saying it now? Which, what if we ever need it again? <laughs> yeah, 36. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Oh, my mom. Your mom said to say Maki. Oh, okay. I'm a grown man with a house and a beard. Absolutely. Uh, Maki was the name of my uh, invisible friend. My imaginary, imaginary friend. Yeah. Uh, well, no, mine was real. It was just <laughs> invisible. <laughs> uh, my imaginary friend, Maki, who could be summoned only two ways. Well, one, uh, my grandmother's air freshener by spraying it twice, going, Maki, like that. And then the other way was I had a small train set growing up, and if I hit the button twice, uh, Maki, then Maki would appear. So you would tell strangers that, and it did work once. Once you couldn't get out of work, so someone came and picked me up and said, Jensen, and I knew who she was because she worked with you. And I said, oh, hello. And then she said, my mom sent you. And I went, oh, let me get my bag. And then she said, hold on, Maki. And I went, and I, even at like 12, I looked at her and was like, no need. I know you very well. This would be a very strange kidnapping. So, uh, do you, but I do remember in third grade that someone did drive in our elementary school because our elementary school had a chain link fence to the street and that guy pulled up and was like, hey guys, I have a bunch of these WWF Slurpee cups that people like wanted at the time and garbage pail kids, which everyone wanted at the time and was like, they're in my car and I remember one kid was like, oh yeah? And then I was like, no, he didn't say Mahi <laughs> like, and, and just took off. But do you remember he also knew your name because your backpack had your name? He did? Oh, my backpack had, had, had name. my name on it which is a never. fault of your problem. It yeah. never happened again. Yeah. I didn't realize that the other problem not. is that my backpack said Jensen and Maki on it. <laughs> because Maki wasn't there that day. Oh, he's so that's away. why. Oh, but you lucky. knew. Right. You knew to tell this guy. You were the one who saved this little boy. He was saved his life. Go. It was lovely. Would have been you lovely did. bones. You did. <laughs> I, saved, I, I saved that poor boy's lovely bones. 
<laughs> All right. Our second write-in is from Derek. I am a 30-year-old attorney working in San Francisco. I have quite the happy life. I am married, just bought a condo, and generally do everything I like, whatever it is. If it's traveling, playing video games, and pinball, the only thing that ever gets me down is my job. Intellectually, I know mine is a very good job. I work in-house at a logistics company. I love all the people in my office, and they love me. I'm very good at the work, and I'm paid well. The only downside of the job is it's unaspiring. After four years, the work is routine, and I do not have any particular affinity for the field, and I cannot help but think I should be doing something more. My question is, should I leave my job? Should work be a passion project? Would love to hear your take. Now, this is not a direct advice relationship question, but I think I picked it for a reason, because it does play into your overall being, right? Yes. And I remember that when I wasn't happy with my professional life and things like that, it was harder to love someone else. Mm -hmm. So not that he directly asked that, but I thought it would be important for you to sort of address sort of uh, a job that, that's, that hits all the correct points. It gets me my money. I feel happy. My wife and I are fine versus this passion project, which pushes you kind of into the unknown. That's true. First of all, though, Derek, I want you to know I love your name. Derek? Yes. Why? Because when I was like 14, yeah. <laughs> this is really weird to yeah. tell in front of my son, I had a, a dream boyfriend. A dream boyfriend? And his name was Derek. In in your dreams? And I never knew a Derek. In your dreams? In my dreams. Hi, and, I'm Derek. And, it was no, a man. It, Hi, I'm Derek. And it was you, a boy. Right. It was not a man. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would, that would that make this would have been weirder. real bad. Yeah, but Although I did like older men when I was 18. Okay, all right, but, enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I was at the movie theater. I went to put a, this is the first dream I had of him. Of I Derek. put my, uh, of Derek. Yeah. I put my quarter in the in the machine, the vending machine, and he stopped me and said, "I'll buy it for you." And I fake said, Derek. Thank you. Yes. And I said, "What is your name?" And he said, "Derek." Dream Derek. And he said, "What is yours?" And I said, "Haroldine." And then he disappeared. Gone. Forever. And then I had another dream about him, and I said, "Oh no, you're Derek." And he was Wait, walking. Not like off. thirty years later. You mean like no, a like sooner. two years later or okay. something. I told my girlfriend. Who is this Derek? She says, I've never heard of Derek. Well, here you are, Derek. This would be a strange ending yes, to the podcast. You're probably the son of the dream guy that I had, Derek. Well, Derek so, Jr. Derek Jr. Yeah. But what I want to tell you, though, do you, about... Uh, do, you, do you feel that some stones have been unturned <laughs> from dream Derek? <laughs> yeah. He never showed up again, so, you know, it wasn't meant to be. No. It wasn't. So he was very good looking, though, I would tell you. Dream Derek. Do you, dream Derek, yeah. I right. never I never met a Derek. I Well, I did have a client. I should say that. I did have a client, him and his wife, uh, about five years ago, bought a house for me. His name was Derek. That wife's a real cock block. (laughs) (laughs) Did she know about the dream? No. No, no. no. But one thing about work, and I think I told Jensen this when he was was in a job that he said, this is not really for me. He loved writing, but it was just, it wasn't for him. You have to have a job that doesn't feel like a job. Yes. You have to love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, then you're going to be miserable. And it could end up kind of overflowing into your marriage. And you don't want that to happen. But at 30 years old, that's a big jump. But 30 years old, you're young. My God. (laughs) You're young. You can go do, create whatever you want financially. If you have, whoa, what happened there? headphones. Oh, just our headphones. Um, financially, if you can afford to make a move, I think I would because you're telling me that you're not challenged, it's boring, it's humdrum, it's automated or whatever you're involved with. You need to find passion not only in your marriage but in your work. Right. 
because that's sort of your other life, right? Because I see relationships, and you tell me if if I'm wrong, but I do see relationships in, you know, like two people have separate lives that they have to keep in order, and then when they come together, they make those separate lives better during the time that they're together or helping each other or whatever, inspiring or whatever it is. So I think that if half of your life is garbage, you're going to, you're going to not, it's still 50%. It's not, you know, it's not really a full life. Right. Absolutely. What are some of the worst jobs you had? Oh, well, um, I was the airline stewardess for, um, for TSA. PSA. PSA. Pacific right. Southwest. TSA would be a weird stewardess. No, that would be a weird. <laughs> Just checking you out. But this was the days when we were Barbie dolls. We had. Yeah. So the, basically that, that TV show that came out a couple seasons ago. Yep. That's kind of what you did, and they would weigh you in, right? Every Monday, we had a weight check. Man, times have changed. We had many, many, many skirts with ruffle pantaloon panties underneath them. They we, saw your panties? Yeah, when you lifted to put, and every man gave you their briefcase to put in the overhead rack so they could see the little ruffles That's on the so bottom. That's so insane. It was insane. Matter of fact, who hired us was the vice president. Gloria Allred. <laughs> she was, oh, yeah. Gloria Allred was in charge of hiring. She's really changed <laughs> yeah. her life. No, if you want to know how we looked... And what we look like, it was that show with um, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Kate Hudson? Isn't that what I just said? The TV show? No, no. This was oh, a, a movie oh. where she they had the little caps and they had the mini skirts with the round luggage. That was really the movie, PSA. But, okay. They were orange and green. But the thing with them was is a vice president from Playboy was hired to do the yeah, hiring. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's on brand. You know, I mean, it was really, we were Barbie dolls. And that's we had mostly men. It was San Francisco... Uh, Los Angeles, San Jose, San Diego. That was really our, our just uh, California. And, um, it was just a California airline? Or that that's was, it. Really? Yes. The whole airline was just California? That's why we were able to, to do it at 18 years old because we were, and we could, we could, we could serve the little liquor bottles, but mm-hmm. we couldn't, we it. had special champagne flights that we couldn't do it if we were under uh, 21. And so you get hired, they, they put you in barely any clothing, they weigh you in, and then how, why, you were only there for a few months, right? I was the first job I ever got fired on because uh, uh, they fired me because a gentleman had touched me inappropriately and I slapped him. Really? And I was told that wasn't the way a PSA stewardess, they were called stewardesses then, right. handled it. And I asked her what I, I mean, all the men on the plane applauded me. Applauded you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he just, he grabbed me. It was really very bad. He grabbed your butt? In my Your crotch. neither nor your crotch. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> I ended up turning around and slapping him. I didn't even think twice. And uh, so I was brought into the office and they put me on a probation. And then... Uh, you the, would have... You would own the airline in 2016. Well, they did call me back yeah. a year and a half later because she fired four or five other girls that she had a personality conflict with. Well, that's not... A, you didn't have a personality conflict with her. You were sexually assaulted. But she... Yeah, but she didn't stick up for me either. Right. She put me on a, a you know, sure. on a probation. But she's just bad at her job. She doesn't have a problem with you. No, no. Yeah. So they told me that they'd bring me back. I'd only have to do a refresher course on the emergency procedures. I would have all the back pay and I would ha- keep my... So um, maybe they had a lawsuit and they're just trying to clear up They the, did have tons of them. Yeah, yeah. But it was a year and a half and I was, I was already living in Oregon when I was married to uh, my first husband. Yeah, so. already at that point. I was done. Yeah. So... I wonder if Derek would look into being a steward. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible job. It was fun, though. I had special, we called them precious, precious passengers. 
and they had a little card. Mm. So when they came on, we would give them a drink before we took off because our oh, longest like flight was 55. Them, the, yeah, the ones who fly the Frequent, most. Yeah. yeah. And they would bring me San Francisco bread and cheese and they'd say hi. And, oh, this is fun. But they fun. must have been nicer than the crotch guy. Oh, no, these were nice gentlemen. Right. These are businessmen. Right. And they, you know, they had their special stewardesses that they liked. And yeah. I had my little group and other girls had other, their group. But the funny thing was the first time I did my PA, which is your public announcement when you're welcome to yeah. PSA flight. yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I did it, I didn't know that they joke around. Well, it's better so, off because they're mostly pretty corny jokes. No, no, this was real bad. <laughs> okay. The If the pilot says something on the PA, it overrides the well, stewardess, yeah, obviously. Sure. Yeah. So I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to flight such and such on PSA. We're heading to San Francisco. And then you heard a big burp. <laughs> right, right. And I stopped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And now everybody is looking down the aisle. Right, to see who it is. Yeah. And they all think it's me. So then I went ahead and I said, um, it, I said, so I, I continued on and another big burp. Right. This is a routine he has for new stewardesses. So I went into the cockpit. I said, excuse me one moment, ladies and gentlemen. And I went into the cockpit and I said, stop it. Right. And he said, oh my God, Haroldine, stop doing that. We have a, a cabin full of passengers. Right. I can't do that to you. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I get back on and everybody is laughing. And he said, I want to let you know. Haroldine, it's her first PA, and we just had fun with her. Right. She's not burping. She's not burping. So if you'd we like did. to grab her crotch, <laughs> she's still attractive to you. So uh, it was fun. Yeah, I get it. That's not, I mean, that seems like a bad job only because of sexual assault. <laughs> everything else <laughs> seems all right. Well, there was another time when you went into the cabin to make sure everything was okay, and they had somebody hiding in the overhead rack. What? So I went, I went to open it. They did oh, it on for purpose. You. For I me. thought you meant like a man was just sleeping in there. <laughs> He a was. Life. He was. He was pretending he was oh, sleeping. Right, so right. I screamed. No, it was fun. We had fun. But anyway, did, that did, was the only. Stewardess has never met businessmen and stuff that way. I'm sure there was some weird, shady underlaying of like these girls. They all dated them. Are you right. serious? Yeah. No, I had a boyfriend in San Francisco. I had one in San Diego. They were, <laughs> I had them all over the place. It well, was, but no, they were casual that boyfriends. went a different direction than I thought it would go. <laughs> but no, they, there were girls that also had uh, pilot wings on their pantaloons. They would date the pilots that were, some of them were married. Oh my God. Oh no, no, it was, it was really a fast life. Is this all the Kate Hudson movie? <laughs> it was a fast life. I tell you, I didn't like it at all. It was like, but I did have fun things. I, I was once with the tray with coffee punch. And, coffee you know, punch? Yeah. Coffee, punch, mint. And, and <laughs> was that, the, that might be your catchphrase. <laughs> may have found it. Coffee, mint, punch. I ended up, a guy went by, bumped me, and the whole tray oh, spilt on a man. Oh, man. And I was so embarrassed. So I got the towel, and I'm rubbing his back, and he's like, oh, don't stop, don't stop. And he's made everything funny. was it, Bruce funny. Valanche? No, he made it what funny. Was he was good. Oh, don't stop. Keep going. It's me, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Thanks, Haroldine. <laughs> I hope no one grabs your crotch. It's <laughs> like, whoa, all right. No, uh, so it was fun. I mean, he was being a nice guy. So I said, well, you know, give us... Th- the bill, and we'll pay for it, PSA. Well, he said, you know what? It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was your first time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he didn't, you didn't get called in for that. No, but back to Derek. Yes. Love that name, Derek. Yes. De- Dream Derek. Yeah. Dream Derek, love your job. And if you can financially look for something else on the side right now, I think that would benefit you. I wonder what my worst job was. What did I say I don't like the most. I know what it was. What? I know what it was. What is it? When you were an assistant. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't like it that much. Mm-mm. I don't know if it was the worst thing in the world, though, but I didn't like it very much. Well, the other thing was when he you... He also used to email me, or he would call me. I would be at a desk, and he'd call me, and he'd go, 
how do you spell automobile? <laughs> and I'd be like, what am I doing here? What am, he's paying me. What am I doing in this job? Not an assistant in, in uh, the movies, though. I like that. No, no, no. Yeah, the one that's in the book, I like. Yeah. Uh, well, those are our two first pieces of advice. How do you feel? I feel very good. I do. I think you did I, a good I, job. I, I think, uh, how did you like it? I think it's good. This is my first time, so tell no, me. No, I think you, you know. did good. I think Thank you did you. great. Uh, you can learn more about me. That's <laughs> really what's important. JensenCarp.com, K-A-R-P. All the things I do are over there. Uh, and on Twitter, it's at JensenClan88. If you're interested in learning more about this show and sort of taking this ride with us, I do give you one suggestion, and that's to follow my mother on Instagram. It's at Haroldine, H-A-R-O-L-D-I-N-E, which is her first name. Uh, on Twitter, it's the same thing, right? Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to do these pretty often. We're going to try to do them as much as we can. That's fun. Yeah. I would like we'll that. Take, we'll do phones sometimes. We'll have guests in a lot. I know a lot of people have already contacted me wanting to be guests on the show. Really? Yeah, it should be very oh, exciting. Oh my goodness. Are they people that I would find interesting? Yeah. Actors or actresses or oh. comedians or... Wow. It, Ray Wise? Ray Wise is coming <laughs> on the show. This is, this is oddly, this whole podcast is a setup to ruin your engagement. Oh, <laughs> no. Bring Ray Wise in. Dream <laughs> Derek's going to show up. <laughs> the guy who asked you to turn around during dinner. Uh, Bring no. them all here. It's going to be This Is Your Life. No, you know what? My my Julian. His name right. is Julian. We'll learn more about him over time. He's a good guy, so there's nobody going to turn my head. He's uh, he's one of a kind. Sure. Mm. You're going to find that too, Jensen. All right, Trust fair. me. We'll call we are on the same plan. Same wavelength. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, appreciate you guys listening to the show. If you could rate and review it on iTunes or subscribe, that helps us. And again, thank you if you're listening from the Bachelor feed. Uh, I want to remind you one thing, to call your parents. My mom, on the other hand, has one chance. She's ready to start her catchphrase, her call out. Mom, yes. what is it? Love your mom because she gave birth to you. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, take care, guys. Love advice. Bye-bye. My mom, we're here to help when what's gone wrong. Before your love life falls apart, it's intergenerational and kind of motivational. It's love advice with my mom. We're here to help with what's going on. A little creepy, but also nice. It's love advice, motherly love. <laughs>